In the name of God, our Creator, in the name of Jesus, our Redeemer, in the name of the Holy Spirit, our Sustainer. Amen. It's good that we're here. It's good that we've heard the sound of the trumpet blowing in the distance, calling us to return to our Lord. It is good that we've responded to that call and gathered together in this place on this day to humbly present ourselves before the Lord, to acknowledge our brokenness, our humanity, our frailness, our sinfulness. It is good that we are here this day. When I was a child and a teenager, I thought this was kind of a cool day. My parents oftentimes took us to the early morning service at St. Luke's and then would sign us into school late. Of course, it was an excused absence for those few minutes. And for the rest of the day, I, looking back on it, rather enjoyed people saying to me, do you know you have a smudge on your forehead? Now, there's some debate whether we should leave it there or not, especially in light of today's gospel reading, but I thought that was kind of cool. I felt kind of special. As I approach my 60th birthday this year, I find this day to be more than humbling. It is a day, as I am often more and more aware of, a day that I'm aware of my mortality, of my brokenness, of my sinfulness, of my need for redemption. The litany that we're about to, after the ashes are imposed here, is a laundry list of things that we've done that we shouldn't have done and a list of things that we've not done that we should have done. I find it quite useful these days in my spiritual life. I don't just use it on Ash Wednesday. I've developed a practice of pulling it out as each church season comes around to remind myself of just how broken we all can be. And in Pentecost, I have to admit, that long season, I pull it out a couple of times during the season of Pentecost. It is so much more compelling to me than just the general confession, and it doesn't quite take the place of reconciliation of a penitent, but it sure does call me into accountability for the things that I have done that I shouldn't have done and those things that I've not done that I should. Maybe maybe I should recommend that practice to all of us. One of the most profound and memorable moments of my ministry was about 10 years ago when I was imposing ashes, working myself down the altar rail, saying, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Remember that you're dust and to dust you shall return. As many times as an ordained person says that on Ash Wednesday, it's sort of drilled into who we are. It reminds us that even those of us who are ordained are dust, and we should not think too highly of ourselves, for to dust, as we all will, we will return. I approached a mother holding her young child, less than a year old, her infant, and I imposed the ashes on her forehead, and then she lifted the child up for me to impose ashes on this infant. And everything in my being was saying, no, 
no, no, I don't want to do this. This is a precious young child of God. And I anointed her with the ashes. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. She didn't understand the words yet, but it was right for her. It is right for us to remember that. And then as I turned to the next person, these words came to my presence. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever, forever. I had said those words as I anointed that child with chrism just three days earlier, the last Sunday of Epiphany. And that made it right. It took away my no, no, no and made it yes, yes, yes. As we come to the altar rail or to stations this morning and the ash cross is placed on our forehead, we need to remember that we have been marked as Christ's own forever. The ashes that we place on our forehead will disappear. We'll wipe them off. We'll wash them off. They'll go away. For a momentary time, we will remember that, yes, we are broken and sinful people. We need God's redemption. But we should not forget that under those ashes, there's another cross that was given to us in our baptisms. That cross never disappears. That cross stays with us all our lives. We are marked and redeemed and saved by Christ's redeeming work on the cross, on the hard wood of the cross. And at the last, the Savior who reached out his hands of love on that hard wood of the cross will surround us with never-failing arms of love because of the cross that stays here forever. God will welcome us into the eternal places. We will celebrate with those who have gone before us. We will be forgiven all that we have done because Christ came and dwelt among us as one of us in every way as we are, yet without sin, and paid the ultimate price for our redemption by reaching out his hands of love on the hard wood of the cross. Remember both crosses. Today, the one that you receive as an act of repentance and penitence. But never forget the one that is there forever. God will not forget it and sees it always. Amen.